It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no, but angel hair pasta. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Mecca Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. As always, I'm joined by my partner, Sam Hengeli. Today, we have the opportunity to speak with Jerry Quickle. He is the owner of over 400 or more full-size helmets spanning from college, NFL, USFL, NAI, and more. Jerry, we appreciate the time tonight no problem guys thanks for having me on for sure so you're in olathe sam is in olathe i'm in prairie village all within the candace area so that's that's pretty cool that we got someone who has such an extensive collection in the local area and really close by but you know i mentioned just recently about the the intro about 400 around helmets is that an accurate number you know what is the exact number of helmets you actually have in your house well today it's 434 full-size helmets oh my gosh like how how often do you keep inventory of your helmets um well i do i mean i just keep a running total of so i've got a spreadsheet that tells me what i've got how long i've had it what brand it is and who sent it to me so i've got a list i've been doing it for about 25 years so some of them are quite old, and I just got one this week. So, so what is the oldest helmet that you currently own? I have a, I have a leather helmet back in the uh, '40s. So that's the oldest one I've got. Probably jumped to I've got a couple from the '70s, and then in the, in the late '80s is when I started getting sort of getting a few more. But uh, just recently, you know, over COVID. Coaches, a lot of the coaches that I sent messages to and tried to get a helmet from their school, those guys weren't doing anything for the first time in a long time. So they had some time on their hands. So I really, the collection went up. I was probably gone up 120, 130 over the last two years, two and a half years. So it's kind of out of hand, but I love it. <laughs> so out of all the 400, you said 45? 434 as of today. Okay, so out of the 434, were all these helmets stored in your house? In my basement. As you know, if they could see me right now on our podcast, you can see, you can see I've got a video going. There's, um, I just run strips along the wall, and I use just regular hooks from Home Depot, and they're lined up floor to ceiling on several walls in my basement. Yeah, they're they're just all down there. They don't come out of the... My wife won't let him out of the basement, so that's where they stay. Yeah, so how does your wife put up with your helmet collection? You know, at what point did she kind of realize, well, this is what 
uh, my husband Jerry does, I might as well just let him enjoy it. So we've been married for 32 years. When I first got out of college, I started working for Riddell. So I was working for a helmet company. I've always had helmets around. Most of them were samples that I used when I went out on the road, sold product. Um, so she's used to them being around. We've got an agreement. It doesn't come out of the basement. She's fine. She just kind of rolls her eyes at me. and <laughs> I get excited when I get a new one, and she just, uh, uh, whatever. So what are really the main ways that you acquire these helmets currently, and has, has that method of acquiring the helmets changed over the years? Oh, yeah, yeah. So a long time ago, when I worked for Riddell, my customers were the Chiefs, uh, University of Kansas, Kansas State, Missouri, those guys. And um, so I developed a friendship with the uh, equipment manager at Kansas. I used to work the sidelines in the home locker room for him for game days. So just doing, you know, just labor, picking up stuff, you know, moving chairs around, doing whatever it took on game day to be ready for the team. I just did that for the fun of it for 10 years. Well, in the course of that time, we were able to, I wanted to get the Big 12. So we traded helmets back and forth with the other staffs that came to town. And so I got a few of them that way. But um, I started really reaching out to guys uh, with actual letters. So I would write letters, you know, go down to the post office with stamps and the whole nine yards and send them all out and then wait. Hopefully something had come back. And send out a hundred of them, you might get two or three of them back. You get one, two or three of them that way. So it's, it's not a high percentage of return, but it worked. And then, you know, that was early 90s. Started sending them via email. Um, you can send a lot more that way. Send some pictures along with it of the collection. Guys responded a lot better when they saw what I was actually doing. When you don't know where it's going, they don't typically want to send something like that out. But when they could see the collection, so I was serious about it. It, you know, started to pay off a little more. And then when social media really got rolling, you know, my daughter talked me into, hey, you got to put a couple of your helmets up just to see what people say. And so I did that, and, you know, kind of went along and just uh, started growing a little bit more, get, uh, got on Twitter and got a few more followers. And then, you know, two weeks ago, something really crazy happened. <laughs> and that was ESPN caught a video of mine and sent me a note and said, hey, can we use this on our platform? And I said, sure. So it showed up on ESPN, and then it showed up on CBS Sports and uh, the College Football Hall of Fame and some of the other places. Um, so it went from, you know, having 1,500 followers to 4,000 in about, I don't know, two days. And uh, a lot of people reaching out after that. So it's been quite a, quite an interesting couple of weeks for me with it. You had every helmet. You know, I, I saw the picture on Twitter. I liked it. And I was saying to myself, oh, my gosh, this guy is just incredible because college football is one of my favorite sports. Um, and I was saying to my I was like looking at the helmets. I'm like, how the heck does this guy have every single helmet? I, I am curious. So when did you start to realize that you wanted to? get every single college helmet and every single NFL helmet. Like there must've been some point in time you're like, I have this X amount of helmets. Why don't I just add all of them together to have a whole collection of elite? You know, I've always been infatuated. When I was a little kid, 
you know, the big deal for us when I was a kid, I'm 57 years old, so you can think back, we're just the little gumball helmets. You know, for a quarter at the grocery store, you, you know, took a chance on trying to get your team. I love collecting those. I had those when I was a little kid. Then when I, you know, was about high school, Dairy Queen started coming out with the, you know, the Sunday in a helmet. <laughs> and they did it for baseball, and then they did it for football. And I just have always enjoyed them. I, I like the helmets. I like them. Just keeping up with who's doing what. So it's always been there. And when you collect something, it's, you know, it's kind of a buzz. Now, let's be clear. That picture you saw, that's not everybody. That's about a third of who plays college football. So to wrap your arms around that, it was a it was a massive picture, and uh, that's about a third of who plays. So there's a, a lot more helmets. I just really enjoy learning about the schools, learning about the leagues. Really, the, the interaction with the coaches and equipment managers is just priceless to me. These guys, uh, the small schools, are just delighted somebody actually cares enough to, to talk to them. And, and they, they enjoy it. Happy to show you around and love stopping in places when I'm traveling from work. And you'd be surprised how nice people are when you're nice to them. Right. Now, how long did it take you to bring all those helmets out from your basement into the front yard? So that, that day was a, it's a little bit of a story. My wife was out of town, and I thought I would clean my basement really good. Because it's, you know, it's, as you imagine, it's a, it's a project to clean that many helmets. So I was going to take all the helmets out and then really do a deep clean on the basement. And I got two and a half hours into it before I actually got them all out of the, you know, it was 98 degrees that day. I went up and down the stairs about 130 times, carrying six, seven of those at a time. So two and a half hours out, my son called me and said, do it. And I, I told him what I was doing. He said, well, I'll come back over and and, and help you put them back in and called a buddy of his and uh, and then his wife and daughter came over to it. So we had some, we had some folks help me take them back in or I'd have been out there till two o'clock in the morning bringing them back in. But once I got them out in the yard, I decided, well, this would be a great time to take a picture of all of them. As you see that photo that turned out, it's pretty impressive to look at when you put them all together. When you go into the basement, it's one thing, but when you line them all up like that, it's a lot. For sure. And you mentioned college football, the ESPN college football reached out and said, hey, can we use your you know, video and footage to post on our Twitter page, CBS Sports? Did anybody in the actual realm of college football media like reach out to you about the helmets? Yeah, I, I had over a thousand messages once that went on to uh, that. I've done uh, probably 20 podcasts now. Um, of course, Aaron Ladd had done, he had previously done a, a story, which is a pin tweet on my, my Twitter page. And that's back when I had 291 over at uh, Channel 41. So it's been on the news here before. And I got a, I just got a message from a Bozeman, Montana TV station that, that they want to do a story on it. So I, it's hard for me to wrap my arms around that because, you know, I've done it one helmet at a time. And, to have people that finally see it and want to talk about it, I think it's just really cool that uh, people have reached out. But actually, one one cool engagement was the the, the SWAC, the uh, Southwestern Athletic Conference, which is Jackson State, you know where Dion is now, and all of those historically black colleges. The, the actual conference office reached out and said, "Hey, can can we help you get 
uh, some of the helmets out of our league, we'd like to have those present. And so I'm working with them on that, and hopefully that'll turn into something. But that was pretty cool. Yo, there are many events coming up in the world of sports. It'd be great to be in attendance for such. Where can we get tickets? SeatGeek. You see, SeatGeek is an app that can help you find the best seats with the best deals. SeatGeek shows you different tickets available with green being the best deals and red not being the hot deals. The best part is it shows you where you'll be sitting at the event. If you use the code SPORTSMECCA, you can get $20 off your first purchase. Get your seat at SeatGeek today. So you formerly worked at Riddles, Riddles as a sale representative. Did that inspire you to start collecting helmets? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, go around to coaches' clinics and, you know, and I have my seven or eight samples. And, you know, every time I go to a different school, I, you know, want one of theirs, too. You know, so absolutely it inspired me. What was the first helmet you collected? Well, the first one I got was the... Uh, 24 Kansas helmets in my collection. So, uh, you know, that's that's my love. That's my, you know, my father uh, kind of trained us into that when we were little kids. So we've always had season tickets at Kansas. And, you know, I try to get every one of those that I can. And Emporia State, I did go to school in Emporia State. And uh, I do support them. I'm a big Division II guy. I love to watch Division II football. Great football being played in the, the MIAA area. So I've got... 87 Division II helmets. I'm trying to collect all of those as well. So that's why I had the Emporia State ones. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I, I remember when I was at Emporia, I remember they had like the ESU helmet, and there was like one with just the power E on it. Yeah, well, when I went there, it was the flat ESU, and then the power E came in long after I graduated. Now they have about, I don't know, four or five different combinations that they do wear. Have a white one, a gold one, a black one. Change the decals and face masks on those every week to get a different look. Yeah, absolutely. Not sure which one is my favorite one, but there's a lot of great combinations there at Emporia State. What would you say is your favorite uh, KU helmet throughout the years? Has to be the the 1941 World War II Warhawk, or people call it the Angry Jayhawk. You guys remember they wore it against Texas last year when they beat Texas. That logo, last year they wore it with a red face mask. The first time they wore it, they wore it with a a gray face mask, and they had a silver fade on it. So it was a white helmet, and the back rim of it was silver. It faded up into white. So Jayhawk on the side of the decal has got a sheet metal look to it. It's got rivets in it, and that's to mimic a World War II fighting plane and the Jayhawk squadron. 
that uh, fought in the war. So that's my favorite one. Those are, you know, the specialty helmets that they only wear once or twice are really hard to come by. So I was lucky enough to get my hands on that. That'll always be my favorite. Yeah, hopefully this upcoming season that they'll, they'll bring it out like maybe more times this year, like maybe one or two more times. I mean, that's like one of the best helmets that uh, KU football offers. I agree with you on that. And I, I do I do like the uh, the one from the Orange Bowl year with just the KU. I thought that was just like a pretty good, good clean helmet. I have one of those signed by Todd Reesing. So, yeah, that's a, that's a cool piece in my collection, too. So. Awesome. Uh, tell us what are your top five helmets you own. Well, that's uh, that's really hard to pick out. There's one I, I do like the Colorado School of the Mines, uh, which is out in Gold, Colorado. It's an engineering school. They have a navy blue, a matte navy blue helmet that's got a uh, a pack mule donkey on the side with a stick of dynamite in his mouth, and it's the decals all chromed out, and that's their <laughs> mascot. I believe his name is. Boomer or something like that. But yeah, it's a pretty good one. Uh, I've just got so many of them. It's just hard to really narrow down a top five. So, I mean, there are a lot of football programs out there. Uh, and uh, there's a lot, lot to choose from, whether Big 12, Big 10, SEC, IAA, SWAC Conference, uh, Part of America Conference. I mean, there's just so many helmets. You know, there's a really, a, there's a good one that, I think I just tweeted it out maybe today again because I really like it. It's Bethany out of West Virginia. They are a Division three school, and that is the uh, actually the guy John Riddell from the Helmet Company graduated from Bethany. He's the guy that invented the. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the. Uh, we we call them cobweb helmets, but they were suspension helmets. They were just strapping inside of a helmet. And that strapping was based off of, he invented that for the Army helmets, just to keep your head off the shell. He graduated from Bethany, and Bethany wears on their helmet, a stripe is about a three-inch wide stripe, and it's got the blueprint from his design in the stripe. So it looks like a blueprint on their helmet, and then they hit the bison, so they have some bison on the side of it, but that stripe has got a it's really unique. So go to that Twitter page, my Twitter page, and look at the stripe on that thing. It's pretty cool. Which level of football do you enjoy the most, college or NFL? Oh, by far college. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I like I like the Chiefs, and I follow the NFL. There's nothing like being on campus for a, a home college football game. There's yeah. nothing like it. So uh, I want to kind of want to talk a little bit about NFL helmets. Uh, who has the worst helmet out of all the uniforms today? Well, I hate the Browns helmet, but <laughs> that's just because they've stuck with that thing forever, and it's kind of like Penn State. You know, everybody said, well, Penn State's a classic. Well, you know, no, it's a white helmet with a stripe on it. I don't, you know, get creative with it. But... So I'm a sucker for the Chiefs helmet. I think it's great. The Cowboys helmet, of course, is iconic. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of... I would say the Seahawks look now compared to what it was when it was silver. I think they, they kind of overdid it with theirs. And the Cardinals is, you know, Cardinals is boring. It's the same one. So, I don't know. Everybody's got their own opinion on those. The Chiefs have a really good helmet. I think uh, the old Rams helmet 
from like the 70s and 80s when Eric Dickerson was playing. Yeah, that's an argument everybody loves to have. You know, the old Rams or the new Rams, you know, everybody really bashed on the Rams when they changed and did their uniforms. I actually like the royal blue metallic look that they have now, but I also like the old look. That's a, that's a hard argument for me. Another another helmet that I I think I really like, the Vikings one is another iconic one. Purple, purple, and then like the logo, it just looks like really perfect. You know, they've monkeyed around with the finish on that the last couple of years of change. They went to a, like a metallic purple, and now it's a matte metallic purple, which is kind of a satin finish. It's, it's different. But they have a black face mask now. And they used to just have a purple mask or a gray mask back in the 70s and 80s. I think my least favorite helmet is got to be the Broncos helmet. Now, I think the, the old one from like the I think 70s and 80s, I think it was like a light, light blue, I want to say it was. That one, I think that looked really good. But I think the one that they've had since like the late 90s to today, I think it's like the most boring and it just like doesn't really mesh that well. Yeah, so some of the newer changed over the, with the funky stripes, like the Titans. You know, they got a goofy stripe on it. The Panthers have a goofy stripe on theirs. It's kind of curled and weird. There's something simple, of, you know, something cool about duplicity in a helmet. You know, the old Patriots helmet with one of the white one. I don't know why they ever went away from that. But see, they, they tried to refresh everything and make it look cool. And I don't know, it kind of lost something to me in their uniforms. Yeah. And then I think I can say the same for the Buccaneers. The, I, I love the old, the old like one with like the actual like uh, you had a creamsicle, the guy with the with the sword in his mouth. I thought that was like a really cool helmet. And the helmet they have now is just so boring and just like a little. They tried a little too hard on it. And it's a you know one of those custom colored kind of a weird shade. There's a Division three school in Wisconsin called Beloit. And they're the Boyd Buccaneers. They're navy blue and gold, and they have that old logo, the Buccaneers logo, and a white helmet with their navy blue mask, yellow blue stripes. It's a good looking helmet. It's that old, same old guy. So there's been a few other transformation helmets that you guys haven't mentioned the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Charger helmet transformation, the New York Jets. And then the New York Giants is not – that one is a little bit more older where it used to have the actual Giants, and now it just says NY. What are your thoughts on those four different eras of helmets? I'm a fan of the Jets new one, and I know that everybody kind of bags on that, but I love that color green. It's just – I think it's really sharp looking. The Giants, I know most of their fan base would love to go back to the old Giants underline that navy blue. Again, I like that metallic royal blue they've got in the NY on the side. So I'm a fan of those. So the Chargers, I love their redo. I love the white. I love the fact they put the number back on it. That's a classic late 60s, early 70s look. And then the Jags, I'm okay with the Jags just being black. When they tried that half gradient helmet, I thought that thing looked awful. It looked unfinished. <laughs> but that's just my opinion. I mean, everybody's got their own taste. I would assume you would know this, but if someone literally showed you each helmet, you could name what team it represents without looking it up in an instant. No question. 
I can name who it is, and I, I can tell you who sent it to me without looking it up. Wow. I call that a skill because there's so many people. I'd say the average fan can know every single NFL team, but when you kind of go into the college level, a lot of these schools you just never see on TV. You never see anything about them. So I think a lot there's a lot of people that have no idea what some of these helmets are or what these what they represent for the Division Two level, the MAIA, like those. I would have no idea to name them. But when it comes to the power conferences, I can probably name. But there's an, uh, a skill to really uh, identify every helmet. Yeah, you know, my my dad told me I had a PhD in unimportant stuff. Nothing rings truer than that. I I can tell you most high school mascots in the state of Kansas and Missouri without having to look them up. It's some weird thing that sticks in my head. I do research a lot of the schools. I truly am interested in figuring out who's who and what they do. And you know, I so I do a lot of research on that kind of stuff. And then the interactions, like I say, with the social media now, the interactions are just fantastic. I mean, these guys will message me, and we'll, we'll have full-on conversations. I love it. I mean, I've gotten to the point now where I'll show up on campus while I'm out, if I'm out traveling for work, and I, I just walk into a football office. One of those guys will know who I am without saying anything because they've seen some form of a tweet of all the helmets and it's it's kind of cool you know coaching community is pretty small when you think about it these guys kind of go from one school to the next and circulate a lot Uh, once you kind of people know who you are it kind of gets around it's pretty cool with you being just a helmet guru and just knowing every helmet you know for years for so long college football just had a lot of just one helmet for every school but now, like you have schools like Oregon, or most of the Big Twelve schools have like multiple helmets. Like, are you a fan of schools that constantly put out new helmets to fit the program, or are you just a, a fan of schools that just have that one helmet they've used for years, like a Michigan or a Notre Dame? Well, I, I get, I'm a, I'm a little bit of both, Stephen. It's one of those things where I don't think Michigan or Ohio State should ever change what they do. Now, Ohio State has actually worn a couple of one-off deals, but they do it one time a year. You think about the University of Missouri last year, I don't think wore the exact same helmet in any of their games. They change, you know, they've got uh, they've got a gold, they've got a white, they've got a black, and they've changed either the face mask, the decals, the stripes, something each game to give a different look. That's just marketing 101. The University of Oregon started it, and they had great, success building a brand and that's all because of phil knight and and people know who oregon is they didn't really know who the ducks were for a long time but kind of put them on a national stage so also you see a lot of teams that aren't very good that try to reinvent themselves (laughs) so you, you see those guys that aren't very good try and create new looks to try and you know put a positive spin on them so i'm a fan of both it's hard as a collector. You know, I have one Oregon helmet. They've got 100. I can't go chase down all those, but I try to get as many of the, the Kansas ones that I can possibly get. Quick question. I mean, we both are from Olathe. Who out of all the high schools in Olathe has the best helmet? You know, you're a South guy. It's hard for me. Olathe North. It's, it's 
it's a classic. You know, when you win eight titles, you got to stick with the look. I mean, you get anything script is awesome. I will certainly agree with that. With that, Olathe North does have a really good helmet. Um, you know what? That the new one, uh, Olathe West, has got a pretty sharp looking logo too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think any of the any of the Olathe schools are have a bad look. I think they all look pretty good. So partial to North. So yeah, yeah, fair enough. My wife went to South. So here we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shawnee Mission East used to kind of do a lot of different type of helmets, but I don't really know if they really found one that that works for them. But uh, it's all right. I mean, Shawnee Mission East is not good in football anymore. They had that uh, that nice run there where they they won a state title, and they did have three or four different looks there. They had black and the black, they had white, and they had a, a sky blue, the baby blue, which I love that color. Can't go wrong with those colors. So. Jerry, you, you mentioned in the podcast previously that you have a Twitter account. Provide the listeners what your Twitter account is, and then are there any other social medias that you would be willing to promote for people to, to find you? I just mainly do my helmet stuff on Twitter, and it's just at, and it's my name, Jerry Quickle. So I I use Twitter for that. I do have Facebook. I, I post them on Facebook, but I don't I don't do a ton of stuff on Facebook. Um, I do belong to a couple of Facebook helmet collecting groups of guys across the country, and those guys like to look at any of the new stuff that I get. But but it's mainly just just the Twitter. I I have Instagram, but I rarely use it. My daughter wants me to use the Instagram more because that's what all the kids her age use. But I'm sure, you guys have the gram as well. Well, Jerry, we really appreciate you taking the time tonight. We've never had person who collects helmets on our show you're a very unique guest that we've had on consider an honor because we we usually get a lot of athletes people who are coaches but you stand out among the rest of them as having a, a keen eye for detail and collecting such you know amazing helmets that a lot of people would die to have in their man cave well no problem guys thanks for having me and you know you're welcome to come over anytime and check them out you guys are up for that, that's for sure. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Jerry. Have a good one. All right, take care, guys. Yeah, thank you, Jerry. You bet. Bye-bye. For those who are listening to our show for the first time, all our past and future episodes are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Sports Mecca.